Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. And in the first season of the podcast, we're exploring Bentonville's thriving uh, outdoor recreation industry. And I have with me as my guest today, Seth Johnson, uh, the founder of Amp Electric Games. Yes, Welcome to the show. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Well, Seth, let's start this off easy. Tell us about you. What should people know about Seth Johnson? Well, uh, I ride electric unicycles. <laughs> I ride uh, one wheels. I, I actually ride anything pretty much electric. It's kind of my passion. Um, I kind of fell into this about five years ago. I was overweight and on a bunch of medications and just really not doing well. And a friend of mine let me ride his one wheel. And like they say, the rest is history. And so the more weight I lost, the further I could go. And I just kept on trying to get better and better. And, and that led me to the electric unicycles. So the secret to me losing weight is to actually get out and ride my mountain bike? <laughs> is that what I'm hearing here? Yeah, the secret. Actually, the, sci- the science shows that if we can get out and get some fresh air, and believe it or not, the lateral eye movement actually also stimulates the brain, releases hormones that uh, help you to have a healthier outlook on life, among other things. Yeah, I remember back in my running days, I used to run eight, 10 miles a day. Yeah. It was kind of crazy. Um, the way I felt all the time because I did that was amazing. I do need to get back to it. So, uh, Seth, tell us about Amped Electric Games and why you started it. Yeah. So with Amped Electric Games, I've, I've about, uh, last year I decided that I wanted to kind of drop out of corporate, (laughs) corporate America. So I had been a software designer developer for about 20 years working in some very high stress fields like the medical field. Um, psychotherapy notes and things like that. And I kind of cracked under pressure. I think I just got to the point where I, I just needed a break and I needed to really take some time for my own mental health. And so that's when I, I took a little sabbatical and I decided to go across the country. And I've, I've since then, I've kind of been on the road from Seattle to Boston, to New Orleans, to San Diego, to here a few times and, and all place points in between. So, so in that time, I met a lot of people, and one of the, the, the themes that they told me was, we need something, someplace that we can go and we can gather and we can all cha- exchange ideas and have fun together and, and learn from each other. So that's kind of what the, the genesis of the Amped Electric Games was, was to give people a place to go and have fun. And why not give the public a place to come and check us out while we're doing it too, you know? Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So uh, you live outside of Denver, near a town I used to live in, right next door. I, li- I lived in Highlands Ranch for a while. Okay. So you've been all over the country. I have to ask, why did you choose Bentonville for Amped Electric Games? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, one of the major reasons is the people here are just so dang nice. <laughs> I mean, you for you were one of my first contacts, actually, through the chamber. And from my contact with you, I was able to contact a, a bunch of other folks, Um and everywhere I go in Bentonville, everybody, everybody I tell this idea to, they just get really excited. And I see the lights go on in their eyes and they say, this is what Bentonville needs. We need something exciting like this to like breathe some new life into Bentonville. And so being a kind of a, a new industry that is really making some fast advances. And, you know, two years ago, we couldn't do the things that we're doing on the electric unicycles now. So we're really very much on the cutting edge of the technology. And I think placing Bentonville on that cusp 
is going to put a lot of focus on Bentonville. And I think it'll be very beneficial for the businesses here as well. Yeah, it seems like we're always evolving, doing something new here. We haven't talked about this, but but I see uh, some connections with what you're doing to part of what's coming. Uh, one of the areas, in addition to outdoor recreation, that we're really focused on growing an industry is in, is in uh, smart mobility. And so that's everything from, I, I guess I'll go a little bit further back. I, I used to say an e-bike, but now I'm going to say a one-wheeler and a, and a use unicycle. And then the other end of the spectrum becomes autonomous vehicles and drones and air taxis and flying cars. And a number of things along that spectrum have become very real here already. So I I see that as extending the spectrum. So how did you find out about Bentonville? What was that first trip like? Oh, my first trip here. Okay. So a friend of mine, his name is Mike Leahy. Um, He is probably the best electric unicycle jumper in the world. He lives in Seattle. And he told me he was here and he sent me a private message on Instagram and he said, you have to come and check out Bentonville. And he sent me a couple pictures of the Rogers, uh, the rail yard, Mm-hmm. out at Rogers and, and things like that. So once he kind of said, you know, you got to come here, I was like, I put it on my on my list of things to do. And um, I almost got here in, um, I think it was July, I actually went down to Louisiana to help out with the storm that was happening mm-hmm. down there and some of the cleanup. And we were distributing some food and things. And I told my friend that I was with, hey, let's hit Bentonville on the way back to Denver. Oh, man you're never going to want to leave that. He literally, (laughs) if we stop at Bentonville, you're never going to want to leave. So we uh, had been on the road for a week and we were dirty and tired. And as much as I wanted to come and check out Bentonville, I didn't make it that trip, but I made it about a month later for float fest, uh, float life fest uh, for the one wheels. So that's, that was my first trip here. Yep. That's cool. So one wheels, electric unicycles, what other type of electric personal vehicles can we expect at, uh, at your games? Okay. So, um, the classifications of the electric vehicles that will be allowed at the fairgrounds, we have two locations. Um, we have the fairgrounds is our primary location. That's where we'll have an oval track set up, a paved mm-hmm. track for racing. Um, we're going to go for the fastest speed record uh, recorded there. And then we're also going to have a school bus set up that we're going to attempt to jump over. <laughs> so we're going to go over the, the longest jump record there. And then, um, so those will both kind of be electric uh, unicycle type thing. So it'll be a kind of an electric unicycle themed event, but we all also will allow, if folks want to bring out their e-skate devices or their one wheels, the, the one restriction that we do have at the Kohler mountain bike preserve is that we need to stick with only self-balancing devices. There should be a classification made there. You know, you look at something like a, an electric dirt bike where it has a throttle and so if somebody gets onto a trail, they can gun the throttle and they can obviously do damage to the trail. Sure. With the self-balancing devices, since they have a gyroscope in them, basically, if they break traction with the ground, you're going to fall. So a lot of the trail builders and things, they, they, they think that they're great because we come through like the one wheel has like an eight inch wide tire. So it really flattens out a yeah. lot of the mountain bike trails. The electric unicycle that I ride, it has a three inch tire. It doesn't flatten it out so much, but it doesn't dig into the trails or harm the trails. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's one of the things that we try to educate when we go out and, and we see mountain bikers or stuff. You know, a lot of people have questions about them and they're curious, how does that thing work? And, you know, oh, you're going to, you know, rip up the trail. And so we just stop and try to, you know, educate people and let them know that, hey, we're, we're all just here to have fun. And, and, you know, being on the electric unicycle or any electric device, I always tell people, we yield to everybody else. 
you know, so you yeah. see that triangle and you see the horses and the people and the, and the bikes. Well, we're like way down on the list because we have the ability to self-propel. So I always tell everybody that I train or anybody that I ride with, and I won't ride with people that have bad trail etiquette because I don't want to be grouped with those people. So trail etiquette is something that's very important to us and something that we try to instill from the very beginning when somebody begins riding these yeah. devices. That's cool. So, um, okay, you talked about races and, and breaking some records over at the, the fairgrounds. Uh, what kind of races are we to expect to see at Kohler? Oh, so at Kohler, we're going to do the, the dual, um, dual solemn there, the Thunderdome. Nice. So we, we rented that. And so what I plan to do, part of my trip here on this trip is to set up some Strava segments so that we mm-hmm. can begin to qualify people and put them into qualifications. I'm afraid that if a thousand people show up at the fairgrounds, we're just not going to have the, the time to qualify everybody ahead of time. So I would want to say to folks around Bentonville, you may start seeing more of us. We're very friendly. We don't bite. <laughs> you can come and ask us anything you want if, uh, if you can catch us. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you've mentioned a little bit about this and, and now said that. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, uh, what's the response been like when people see you out shredding trails on an electric unicycle? How have people been reacting? I would say it's been 99.9% positive. Awesome. There's a 0.1%, but you know what? Like I said, we can usually win that person over if we yeah. just, you know, kill them with kindness kind of a thing. You know, that's my motto is, you know, the golden rule. And, you know, these it, mountain bikers have enjoyed these trails for, for many years and we'd like to come and, and enjoy them too. I know that I personally have gone and put in time working out at some of the uh, digging rides, you mm-hmm. know, locally and stuff like that. So we want to be involved. We want to help. We want to contribute. We're not just here to take away or to detract from the trails. And I think that, I think we can all live pretty peacefully, you know, together. And I think there's some crossover there too. You know, I've had a couple of mountain bikers say, I'm going to look at those when I get home because they're pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. That's, that's pretty awesome. So I saw something on your website about VIP riders. Uh, Can you tell us about a couple of them and why we won't want to uh, miss them? Sure. So, um, Regarding the VIP riders, I've invited 15 of the best riders from across the world. Uh, 14 of them so far have accepted the invitations and they're coming. And we're actually, I spoke with uh, Jeremy over at the Bike Inn. Mm -hmm. So that will be our VIP uh, location. We've actually secured that location for the VIPs. These VIPs are, you can find them on Instagram. Um, As you said, they're listed on our website and their Instagram profiles are listed there as well. These are folks that have been riding electric unicycles basically, well, some of them since they came out. So in in some cases, six, seven, eight years, some folks professionally in the circus, believe it or not, (laughs) uh, began. So um, we have folks from all walks of life that are VIPs. We have have, uh, guys, we have gals, we have kids, we have older folks. We have, I mean, basically pretty much any demographic, I think that somebody could find one of our VIPs to, to identify with. And the, IV, the VIPs were also selected for their skills. Um, what some people may not realize is that, you know, there's electric unicycle riding, but just like, you know, any other hobby, there's certain seg- there's segments, there's mm-hmm. segmentation of that. So with electric unicycle riding, we have segments like fast riders, like racing. And then we have segments like artistic riders, like uh, ballet and pirouettes and things like that, artistic self-expression. We have riders that ride like skateboard type ramps and uh, do rail slides and things like that. Um, We also have guys like me that do jumps. So 
there's all sorts of different segmentations and specializations. And those also happen with the wheels as well. So there's different types of wheels for different types of activities. And so you might use a lighter wheel for something like a jump, mm-hmm. whereas you might use a heavier wheel for something like a 150-mile road trip because you can put more batteries in it. Um, so it's just for practicality reasons. That probably goes a little bit deeper into uh, what you were looking for. But the, the gist of the, of the answer is, is that come out and see the best electric unicycle riders in the world because we're going to have them. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. um, so you've been out shredding some world-class mountain biking trails. You know, we've got about 500 miles of uh, trails in the region across the two counties here. Um, about 400 plus of that is, is single track. It's amazing. The state of Arkansas is now pushing a couple of thousand miles of trails. None of these existed 10 years ago. Yeah. It's unbelievable what's happening here. Just in uh, the Bentonville area, we're building two to three miles of trails a week, which is a mind-boggling number. So uh, let's play some favorites. Uh, what trails have uh, really geeked you out so far? Well, I mean, which which area are we talking about? <laughs> Bentonville, Bella Vista, take your pick. Okay. All right. Um one of my favorites was probably Fireline over yeah. at uh, Kohler. I really like that. Just the flow of that. Mm-hmm. The first time I hit that, I was just cooking, just really going fast. And I hit that, the bridge there. And I didn't know what was at the end of it. I was like, well, more speed isn't going to hurt. So I just gunned it. And I pretty much ended up clearing just about the end of the bridge. And somebody later told me, that, that that's actually kind of a yardstick that they use, I think, for cease and desist, where if you can clear the end of that bridge, then you can make it over the gap at nice. cease and desist. So I, um, I, I think that one is, and actually, if people want to check out my YouTube at um, E-Ride Life, it's youtube.com slash E-Ride Life. They can see that line at Fireline that I ran. It was, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. I have checked out some of those videos. I have not checked out that one yet. That's a good one. So I feel like uh, while I'm working on taxes tonight... <laughs> Uh, that's, that's what I should, that's what I should do instead. Just watch those videos. It sounds like so much more fun. Uh, what else have you, uh, enjoyed about Bentonville? Oh, the food has been fantastic. There was a, um, Cajun place downtown that I went to that a po' boy sandwich. Mm-hmm. That was really amazing. Um, also just the, the sites. I know the masterpiece is mm-hmm. just amazing. Um, I think that, uh, the, all that just, Riding all of the areas around, you mentioned Leopard's Loop a little bit before the interview started. That is a great uh, introduction kind of to the area. Mm -hmm. Part of what I've been doing in my trips to Bentonville is actually documenting these trails and then starting to put them up on the website and compile for the folks that are coming into town to kind of see what to expect. Similar to any other hobby, we have people that are on every different level of spectrum of riding. So there may be some folks that feel comfortable on All-American going mm-hmm. five miles an hour walking pace. And there may be some folks that want to go down and cease and desist at Color Mountain and, you know, really send it. So yeah. it, it's, I think that there's something for everybody here. And that's what I like is that there's all different levels. Other places I've been, it's like, hey, this is like an advanced course. You, you, you travel there to ride these advanced courses and there's really nothing for these other riders. And I know at Kohler Mountain, they've been do- making some adjustments to mm-hmm. some of the trails for that reason to kind of make it more accessible to all levels of rider. And, and I really commend them on doing that because I think that that makes it more inclusive for, for everybody that's riding. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a pretty common theme. So I talk with people is about accessibility. This whole town's been built on accessibility, whether it's the trails 
or going to a world-class uh, art museum at Crystal Bridges or, or the Momentary, um, you know, these are all free. Yeah. And, uh, you know, having trails accessible from downtown, but this idea about building trails that are accessible for everybody where really you can have a beginner and a professional ride together and both enjoy the trails. Yeah. Which is, uh, you know, it does sound like it's something that's not found uh, much of uh, anywhere uh, except here. And so that's, that's pretty cool. So you've decided to found Amped Electric Games here in Bentonville. You even joined the chamber. Yeah. So sounds like you're... That was my first step. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. Well, you've bought into Bentonville as a destination. Uh, thinking about others who might want to launch uh, festivals or businesses here, how should they be thinking about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas, and how can they capitalize on what's happening here? Well, I think that might be a little bit hard for me to answer because mm-hmm. I haven't we haven't had our event yet, but I would say that the support system that I found here has been incredible. So I'd say for somebody who's thinking about starting a small business, I would say that this is a a fantastic place to do that, and I've actually met a lot of people here that have started small businesses, you know, they've come from all over the place and and started businesses here. So I will say, I think that the infrastructure here and the incubation that can happen in Bentonville, because it is a, an area that is open to new ideas, like we talked about, and it's also a fairly large population. So you could get enough of a sample size to really try something out if you wanted to try something that hadn't been done before like we're doing now. Yeah. So uh, can you talk more about the the organizations and the people who have uh, been helping you? Uh, I know Visit Bentonville sure. uh, is one of them, but we tell our audience how they helped you and how that's been going. Sure, sure. So um, Visit Bentonville is definitely a good resource for uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have uh, things like grants and things available. I haven't taken advantage of, of those things yet, but they do, you know, they take that money from the the chair or from the taxes and they make that available to small businesses. So they do things like putting things on the the wire if you want to do like press yeah. release or something like that. They're also very good at doing signal boosting for like social media campaigns and things like that. So I would say that um, they're really good as far as a, a resource. And then I've also been working a little bit with the University of Arkansas. And they have a business development department over there. Mm-hmm. And they've done things for me, like taking a look at my numbers, my like the raw Excel spreadsheet numbers that I put together that I thought was going to be what the numbers. And they said, mm, you didn't think about this and this and this and this. So being somebody who came from software and not knowing a lot about business, that was very, very important for me to have somebody to say, kind of take my hand and say, oh, maybe not take my hand, slap my face with my own hand and say, hey, you didn't think about this, this, and this, and this. So there's a lot of things that go into it that, you know, whereas, you know, looking from the the top and saying, oh, I can, no problem, that'll be easy. It's not always so easy. So they've helped me do things like look at permitting Mm -hmm. um, through the town because, you know, permits have to be pulled in certain timeframes and things like that. We were talking about doing a parade downtown. So they were talking about maybe uh, pulling a permit to like close downtown so we could do a a parade um, downtown. And they help with um, also with the grants piece, taxes, all kinds of things. Also business formation, you know, because that's another big thing that you have to think about when you start a business is, am I going to be an LLC? Am I going to be an S Corp? Am I going to be incorporated? So they kind of help to give you the the benefits of of each of those structures. But that doesn't preclude hiring a professional tax account or tax attorney. They give you advice, but obviously, you know, it's incumbent upon you to, to do as you will with that. 
Yeah, you bet. So we're really lucky over at the chamber that we sit in a building or in a, a complex with a couple of buildings. There's some amazing resources like the Arkansas Small Business and Technology Development Center through the University of Arkansas has a satellite office there. But right next door to us, I don't even know if we've talked about this before, is the Greenhouse Outdoor Recreation uh, Program, which is the University of Arkansas's incubator okay. for outdoor recreation products. Okay. Yeah. So no, we um, haven't talked about that. Oh, then I need to make some introductions for <laughs> I, you. I do want to say though, is I wouldn't have found any of these resources without you. So I, I do want to say, I appreciate all the help that, that you gave me and, and also how excited you were about the project when I called you, because I said, I remember specifically saying to you, I know your job is to shoot these projects down. So please tell me what I did wrong or how this is going to fail. And you said, I want tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was pretty said, much the response. I guess I guess I got a winner here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, one of the things that really seriously got me stoked about you and about Amp Electric Games is that first conversation uh, because it wasn't just, here's what I want to take from your community. It was about getting integrated into the community. It was about accessing uh, businesses like the bike-in. It was about accessing shuttle services. It was about accessing... Uh, you know, other businesses to do business with. But then you took it a whole step further. And right out of the gate, you were asking me things like, well, you know, who can we give back to? What organizations should we uh, give back to here? And so I want to commend you for that. And most folks don't get anywhere near there in, in the first conversation. I think that's absolutely amazing. One of the reasons that, like I said, I just got really stoked about uh, having you here. Besides that, you're doing something really cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really cool and different. Um, do you want to plug any of those charities or organizations, uh, any additional organizations at this point? So I am working with a couple of the Little League teams to yeah. do some sponsoring there. And um, I'm really open to other things that we can sponsor. I think that the kids, they're just so excited about these things. And so I was just over talking to Jessica over at AB Reprograph Graphics, mm -hmm. um, and she's doing our stickers and she's doing our booth dressings. I didn't even talk about that. We're going to have a, a trade show out there too when we do the Amped Electric Games. I'm, in, I'm inviting everybody from the industry to come out. And, and on that note, as far as the trade show goes, I did also want to plug just... If there are local businesses, I think that there are, is a lot of crossover as far as like downhill riding. You know, it doesn't matter what I'm riding on to have glasses, pads, helmets, um, jerseys, like all of the things that a lot of the businesses here specialize in. I think that there could be a really good opportunity for them to come out and have some crossover sales. So our booth, our booths will go up for reservations soon. We're going to try to make them as affordable as possible, especially to chamber members. And I think that that will help to try to further integrate the Amped Electric Games into the community because I think Amped Electric Games home is in Bentonville. So as we grow and we do regional finals here, we do semifinals there, we'll always have the main games here in Bentonville. And, you know, I, I was joking with somebody over at Visit Bentonville. And I said, hey, who knows in five years, you guys might be building us an arena. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of really uh, great dreams for this thing. And I want to take everybody, as many people as I can with me and, and just be successful. That's cool. I mean, around here, if you do something amazing, uh, you know, first of all, there's people who just jump in and, and want to help as you found out. Uh, but there are also, everybody wants to make it big and wants to make it amazing and wants to make it unique and wants to make it accessible 
uh, to folks. So you might be surprised uh, what support uh, you find there. Um, you know, I wasn't even thinking about this in terms of trade show. Shame on me because as an economic developer, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll be there. Yeah, well, I'll you didn't know. I kind of, of sprung that on you. <laughs> I, I want to give a shout out to Helion Bikes as well. Yeah. Uh, so do I have time for a quick anecdote? Yeah, please do. Okay. So our friends who moved here from Seattle. Yeah. So um, I was out at uh, the fairgrounds with uh, my friend um, Anderson Ta from Benton Drones. Mm-hmm. And so we're out there and, and he's following me out around on the racetrack and uh, we're getting shots, different shots. And all of a sudden this guy comes rolling up in this big red truck. I'm like, who's this guy? Right. And he rolls down his windows. He goes, Hey, you the guy that's going to jump over the uh, school bus on an electric unicycle? I was like, maybe. <laughs> Who's asking? He goes, well, man, I'm from Helion Bikes, and, and we're, we're doing a big jump out here, a big uh, world record bike jump. Yeah. Do you have a ramp yet? I said, no. He goes, well, you do now. I said, you say what? Because, I mean, part of my budget was, I mean, a big part of my budget was the ramp for the jump and then the landing pad and everything else. So I said, are you kidding me? You know, I was like, that's, that's incredible. And he said, yeah, I mean, I work with uh, the trail builders here. And he was telling me a little bit about how he's integrated and how he works with some of the trail builders. And, and he said, Hey, give me your phone number. So he handed me his phone and I put my number into his phone. It said contact already found. I said, that's weird. I'm already in your phone number, dude. He goes, Oh, did you, did you sign up with rogue trails? I was like, yeah, I was talking to rogue Phil. I think it's Phil from rogue trails. He's like, Oh yeah, I got, that's where I got your number. So it's like everything is connected here. It's it's that's what the other thing I noticed is that I could talk to uh, Jeremy over at the bike in. He knows Michael at Heliod, and then the uh, shuttle service. I was talking to him, and he knows everybody else. So it's like everybody knows everybody, and so you know I'm trying to introduce myself and kind of become part of part of that community. And I might not be here full time all the time. I would like to be if my wife would agree to that. Come on. <laughs> We'll we'll put her through a, a test to see how she can uh, decide on this place. I'll get back to you on that one. We'll, we'll send her down rock solid. How about that? <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, Not for her. <laughs> uh, will you tell us what, uh, I think I've got some pretty good ideas here but uh, about it, but what will success look for like for you and Amp Electric Games in this first year and then going forward? I think success is going to be is going to look like everybody having fun. I mean, that's what's the most important thing to me is that everybody has fun. We have contingency plans for rain mm. and things like that. So I'm trying to, to make sure, uh, you know, I take as many of those things into account as possible. But here's the thing is that I was just talking, like I said to Jessica over AB Retro Graphics, and we were talking about some of the things that we used to do when we were kids. Like there were coloring contests, there were drawings, there were trading cards. Yeah. There were things that you would had tactile. It wasn't apps. It wasn't, you know, barcodes and QR codes. And so I asked her if she'd like to partner with me and maybe we could bring back some of those things. And maybe we partner with some of the businesses, the local businesses, and we say, hey, how would you like to implement a customer retention tool? Absolutely. Every business you ask is going to want to implement a customer retention tool. Put these, you know, whether they're entry forms or coloring pages or whatever, however we do it, give, you know, 10% back or whatever if people return it and then give them a trading card. Okay. So the trading cards would be for the VIP trading cards. So we were talking about having like a VIP card holder that the kids could have where they could fill in all the VIP cards. Maybe we 
work with some of the businesses to think of like tasks that kids could do to be rewarded with the cards and then they could trade the cards with one another. So things like that, just trying to think outside the box and think about things that brought me joy when I was a child and yeah. maybe bring some joy to some kids. That's, that's brilliant. Uh, what advice would you give a, uh, you know, an outdoor enthusiast on any level really who hasn't been here to Bentonville yet or discovered this place? Um, my advice would be to get online and talk to people, get on, whether it's Facebook groups or Reddit groups or, or whatever it is. When you get here and you look at what's available, your mind is going to spin. You really want to have a, a plan of attack. Mm. Okay. You want to get into town. I don't like to have an agenda where, okay, five minutes, I'm going to get coffee. And then 10 minutes later, I'm going to finish my bagel and then I'm going to be on the trail. Sure. But have some milestones that you can hit some milestones during the day so that you don't so that when you get to the end of the day, you're like, oh, shoot, I couldn't hit Hunley Gravity Zone or, or whatever it was that you wanted to hit on your list because you weren't, you know. So try to stick, try to create a schedule, stick to that schedule. There's so many different types of terrain that you want to kind of pick that type that you like yeah. and then find the ones that are similar and see if you can put together a segment because everything is so connected with trails mm -hmm. um, that a lot of times that you could put together, a, you know, segments of trails and um, I know that I have a friend here, Ed, and, and he knows all the trails like the back of his hand. So I could say at the beginning of the day, I could say, Ed, I feel like doing this. And he could say, okay. And he'll take me on a menu of doing that. You know, so it's, there's so much that I think planning ahead and knowing what you're going to hit before you get here is going to be probably the best advice I could give. That's good advice. Uh, stellar advice. Well, we've left out some really important information. Can you tell the audience about the dates, uh, the location? Uh, where in the world they can get tickets? Are they on sale yet? And um, I'm sure there's something else I've left out. Oh yeah, website, social media, that sort of stuff. Sure. All right, everybody. You got to come out, check out Amped Electric Games. It's going to be on September 2nd through the 4th. Friday's going to be free. So come on out, bring the kids, check everything out. We will have tickets for Saturday and Sunday that you could pick up either locally or at ampedelectricgames.com where you can also go to find out about all of our VIPs and the different contests that we're running for the, for the children. Awesome. So uh, what should I have asked you that I did not? Wow. We covered, a, we covered a lot. I would say that for folks that are interested in electric unicycles that, that see this and that say, hey, what the heck is that thing? Where can mm -hmm. I learn more about it? Um, so I would say that, that probably some resources uh, for those folks would be my YouTube channel, <laughs> youtube.com slash eridelife. Um, that's where I have some videos and then, um, revrides.com. If they're interested in buying one, they can use the code eRide life, um, in order to get, uh, $50 off. Um, we'll also have vendors at the Amped Electric Games. So if they want to come out and, um, and check them out in person, um, they're probably interested in how much the price range is on these electric unicycles. Mm -hmm. And for that, I would say that for something that's like a kid size one that does maybe 19 miles an hour tops, you're looking at around like $799, $800 in that range, all the way up to electric unicycles that go 50 miles an hour and can go for 100 miles for you know $3,500. So that's kind of the range is 700 to 3,500. And then kind of right in the middle is kind of your trail sweet spot where mm -hmm. you're going to find your trail wheels. And those are going to be like your Gotway SRS, RS High Torque. Um, they're going to run about like $2,200 or right in there. You can find those on revrides.com. 
And um, there's lots of people around. If you jump on Facebook and just type in electric unicycle, you'll find groups, you'll find local groups. There are people out here and they'll help. We're really friendly and we like other, bring other people into the industry, into the sport. And um, so I think that, uh, yeah, check them out. It's, it's a really, it's a fun, it's a fun way to exercise and, and to uh, get some fresh air, I think. Oh yeah. You know, I told my wife I wouldn't buy more than one bike. This doesn't really count as a bike, right? You know, when I bought my fifth electric unicycle, my wife said, I think you have a problem. <laughs> well, four was okay. It's when I got to five, that's when I had a problem. You crossed the threshold. I crossed the line, yes. <laughs> okay, I've got one more question for you. And I, I totally didn't prepare you for this. Uh, and it's straight out of left field. The question is, if you had a superpower and that superpower came with the limitation, what would it be? And I'll share with you what mine is. Mine is if I was watching a sporting event and I wanted to be there, I could press a button on my remote. It would transfer, uh, you know, it would, it would put me into the sporting event. But the limitation would be that it would pull in somebody not of my choosing who hates <sighs> sports and would be in my ear connected to me the whole time complaining about it. Wow. That sounds like a, a curse as opposed <laughs> right? to a superpower. <laughs> I, I mean, it's funny that you bring up superpowers because when we're writing these things, it really does feel like a superpower because we're, we're looking ahead. We're not looking yeah. down. So it's like our legs are traveling that fast. So it's, it's kind of interesting that you say superpower because I feel like when I'm writing it that I have the superpower of speed. And probably my limitation is that my battery runs out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you actually have a superpower with limitation. I do have a superpower and it's limited. <laughs> Well, let's hope batteries start improving even faster. Dude, Seth, thank you for spending this time with me today. Sure. This has been awesome. I, I can't begin to tell you how fired up I am about this. Uh, and I can't wait to see Amped Electric Games in action. Uh, and so did you mention the dates? I don't think you mentioned the dates, did you? Labor Day weekend, folks. You can't forget that. Labor Day weekend at the Bentonville Fairgrounds out by the airport. Come and check us out for the Amped Electric Games. Awesome. So, hey, uh, to our viewers, if uh, you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, please hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast player uh, and come back to listen about more about uh, Bentonville and its business leaders and Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want, less of what you don't. And uh, in the meantime, while you wait for that next episode, uh, hit us up at BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com to learn more. Thanks. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.